The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Hey, hey, and just like that, it's hour two on this Thursday. Here with you, I'm Matt JB here driving this bus. He's got two hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. He's going to get you pulled up into the driveway safely, right up to the front door of the drive with Jake and Beaver this afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, say it with me, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059. Love to hear you today. And then I've also, we've got this uh, text line wide open to you. Thanks to Country Pleasing Sausage, Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. Country Pleasing Sausage, a great, uh, available, easy for me to say, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Hit them up, walk up in there and say, Country Pleasing, please. Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text, 885 885- 3776 601 number 885 3776 JB ironically you know we were talking just the other day about when George Teague defended yeah. the star yeah it happened 20 years ago today really yep September 24th 2000 Terrell Owens Caught a pass, runs out to the star for the second time, and out of nowhere, George Teague rolled him up. And let me just tell you something, okay? T.O. Hall of Famer. Big, tall, strong. Didn't want any bit <laughs> of George Teague. No, he did. <laughs> at center field. Uh-uh. It just shows you he's smart. He's also going to be the wide receiver coach at JSU. Did we confirm that? No. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. i tell you what, though. Warren Sapp was, was highly uh, retweeted and tweeted at mm-hmm. after all that. Evidently, there was some little back and forth verbal abuse going on with the yeah, Twitter he was, feed. Well, what I saw, he was really critical of Mississippi just in general. <laughs> right. And saying that he would never consider coming here. And so then a lot of people uh, from here and a lot of Jackson State fans just kind of jumped all over him. You know, and then rightfully so, you know. Yeah. I saw a lot of the responses. I didn't see anything that was really vulgar in terms of the responses. His response was kind of vulgar. But right. but yeah. a lot of the people that I saw who were Jackson State fans and others who were defending Mississippi uh, were not really vulgar, you know. So you got to be proud of that. It's kind of the old adage, you know. You can, you can talk about my family, mm-hmm. uh, because you think because I talk about them, it's okay for you to talk about them. Yeah. Well, not that's not really the case. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, it doesn't really work that way, does it? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, okay. I wanted to let's let's mention this. So South Alabama's playing on TV tonight. This will give us a nice little segue into taking a look at kind of the overall schedule for the weekend, which I'd like to do. I just need to do it myself. All right, I I have paid so close attention to a couple of the SEC games. Of course, we've previewed them, 
uh, and that kind of thing. I haven't stopped to look at the entire schedule. Like you say, a while ago, JB, you had to tell me that UAB plays at South Alabama tonight, one of the games, and it's going to be on TV on ESPN. I didn't even know, and I, I want to know that stuff. Yeah. But this will be a nice little jump off right here because somebody texted us. I uh, said, wasn't sure that if it was, if it had been mentioned, but South Alabama is starting Jackson Prep alum Chance Lovertich at quarterback tonight, junior by way of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. All right. Yeah. So he played a little bit in that uh, in that Southern Miss game. Came I knew in, he played a, a little throws. bit. I think he had one TD pass, maybe. Okay. See, I knew that he played against South Alabama. I'm sorry that he played against Southern Miss last, uh, you know, two weeks ago, but. Whoever they played last week, who was it? Who, who was it that South Alabama? I might have to look it up. Was it Tulane? No, it wasn't Tulane. Well, regardless. No, Tulane played Navy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tulane gave up a huge second-half comeback to Navy. Um, regardless, I caught. They played Tulane a week before. Okay. Tulane played Navy. Well, maybe that's what I saw. Yeah. Well, so he was they, playing. They lost, they lost to Tulane. Right, but but Lovertich was actually playing like in the first half, and they were highlighting him, and it was, you know, right. taking it into halftime. And I thought, well, has he gone in there and won the job permanently? And so if they're starting him tonight, I don't know if it's because of, uh, you know, an injury to the other guy or not. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. If if anybody knows, maybe our original texter there. Is this a thing? Are you where talking he, about Desmond Trotter? Trotter, who played and played really well in his start in the opener against Southern Miss. You know, I thought he played well, and well, I just right wondered. now uh, Trotter's twenty for thirty-five for three seventy-three, yeah, and two TDs, and Levertich is twenty of thirty-two for three eleven. Uh, both have a pretty decent. QBR. I'm looking at it now, too. But, uh, You're right. And Lovertich's numbers are better. He's taking care of the ball. His touchdown to interception is better. Right? Like, he's thrown three TDs, no picks. Other guys thrown two TDs, two picks. Um, And they've all they've only played two games. Am I looking at that right? So they didn't play last week, I guess? Anyway, I don't want to get too... No, that's correct. They played Tulane, and then they had a bye week. Okay. And so, so they're coming back in this week. Well... So maybe he's just outright won the job then, for all we know. If there's an injury to the other guy, I don't know. If, yeah, Trotter was uh, – he only played sparingly in the loss at Tulane. He was only four for eight for 74 yards. Hmm. So he either got hurt or benched one or the other, and it's Lovertis. Well, that's cool. That's it's even more intrigue for me tonight. UAB, according to ESPN, UAB is a favorite. About a touchdown, whatever. Playing at that new stadium in South Alabama in Mobile, I um, it's called Hancock Whitney Stadium. I guess the bank stepped up. I um, have seen pictures, but not video yet. So I look forward to watching that game tonight, six thirty yeah, so, on the ESPN. So to add to your intrigue, uh, Lovertich uh, looks like played the majority of the game at Tulane. He was uh, eighteen of twenty nine for two forty seven with two TDs, no yeah, picks. Okay. At Southern, he was two of three for 64 yard with that one touchdown that I'd mentioned. You know, and the one touchdown he threw against Southern Miss was not like a bomb or he didn't complete it in the end zone. He just had really good timing out in the field, threw about a 10 yard out route, 
right? Yeah, hit the dude right in stride. Hit him in stride. And the kid for Southern Miss, the corner, took a bad angle, dove at his feet, missed, and so the kid caught it, turned it up, and hit the sideline, gone. UAB, South Alabama tonight. That's your Thursday night college game. All right, tomorrow you have, as JB said earlier, Middle Tennessee at UTSA. It's a CBS Sports Network TV game. And then you get into Saturday. Of course, the SEC games highlight it, but there are some others to pay attention to. Uh, You have an 11 a.m. doubleheader that'll happen on Saturday on ESPN and on the SEC Network. The ESPN game, 11 a.m., is going to be Florida at Ole Miss. Opposite on the SEC Network at 11, Kentucky at Auburn. Two really good games to start it off. You know, and the Florida at Ole Miss deal will be right after game day, wherever it is, however they're doing that. Uh, If I had to pick... I don't know. I like listening to David Kellum. I probably listen to David on the radio and probably watch the Kentucky Auburn deal. I feel like that could be, you know, a toss up. Uh, but Auburn is about a touchdown favorite. Saturday at 1.30 at MM Roberts, Southern Miss looking for its first win of the year or hosting Tulane. All right, so the Southern Miss game versus Tulane is 1.30. 2.30 CBS on Saturday is Mississippi State LSU which we are well aware of. 3 o'clock on the SEC Network is Georgia at Arkansas. 6 o'clock, ESPN is Alabama at Missouri. I thought that was 5 o'clock. I thought that was 6 Eastern. They were going to play kick that one at 5, but regardless, that's what it's saying. The Tennessee-South Carolina game on the SEC Network is 6.30 Saturday night. Tennessee at South Carolina uh, Matt Stinchcomb, who you heard yesterday on the show, uh, he'll be on that one. Okay, so that's kind of a kick around this area, Southern Miss, in there as well, looking at teams that we're all interested in. Let's see if any of these light the light bulb for you. JB? The game day's going to be at Miami, Florida State-Miami game. Oh, okay. That used to be a big deal. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Didn't it? Now it's going to be even a bigger deal because uh, Seminole's head coach, Norvell, yeah. is out with the uh, the virus. As Coach O says, the COVID. The COVID. Yeah, yeah everybody COVID. seems to say that now, don't they? Yeah, it's just easier. It's easier. It makes more sense than COVID-19. We're not saying coronavirus anymore. You know, uh, if you're in a crowd of people and you say China virus, some people giggle and others give you a death stare. They you know? do. All right. Uh, so see if any of these float the boat. On Fox at 11, 11 a.m. on Saturday, Kansas State at Oklahoma. Now, you know, okay. Big 12 matchup there. All right. At 11 a.m. on ABC on Saturday, UCF is going to East Carolina. UCF has played a game. East Carolina has not. UCF is going to run them out of that stadium. 11 a.m. Saturday on ESPN2, Georgia Southern is at Louisiana, ULL, 2-0. 19th ranked team in the country. <laughs> For how long? They're pretty good. Uh, 11 a.m. on the ACC Network, 24th-ranked Louisville at 21st-ranked Pittsburgh. You watched Louisville last week. You told me you think, uh, let's see, Pittsburgh's about a field goal favorite there at home. Yeah, I mean, you don't know how many people are going to be in the stands. I don't know. know I'm like you. I think fans make a difference. Yeah. But uh, Louisville looked pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I can honestly say I don't. I don't know uh, much at all about the Pitt Panthers. Yeah, 
You got some cool looking uniforms. I know that much. Yeah. Um, 11 a.m. These are 11 a.m. games. Uh, Georgia Tech at Syracuse. You got Georgia State at Charlotte. Um, 11 a.m. on ESPN Plus. You got Campbell at App State. I don't know who Campbell is or where they are. Uh, noon on ESPN3. FIU is at Liberty. Uh, noon 30 on FS1. You got Iowa State at TCU. All right, here we go. 2.30 on Fox. So this will be opposite the Mississippi State LSU game. You'll have 8th-ranked Texas at Texas Tech. Both are 1-0. Also at 2.30 on ESPN, Army goes to Cincinnati. That's two pretty good teams right there. And they have Cincinnati as a big favorite. I don't know about that. West Virginia goes to Oklahoma at 2.30. UTEP is at UL Monroe. Uh, Saturday afternoon at 3. Duke is at Virginia on the ACC Network. Eh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know that I would watch. Yeah, I might. I like David Cutler. 6.30 on the SEC Network alternate is Vanderbilt at Texas A&M. A&M can kind of, even with all the opt-outs, I mean, A&M can kind of just name their score. Honestly. Yeah, that'll that'll give us an opportunity to see if all the prognosticators are correct about the Commodore's ship sinking. Right. Pun. Ding! Where's the ding when I need it? <laughs> of course, Florida State, Miami, which you mentioned, that's a 6.30 kick on ABC. Um, Troy goes to BYU. NC State is at Virginia Tech that night. And then a whole bunch of postponements. That's pretty much the schedule. That's pretty much it as you look around. All right, Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Walking bully hanging on. What's up? What's up, Matt? Yo. Um, on the way to get my country pleasing later today for the weekend. I'm gonna, uh, baby. Yeah, uh-huh. For <laughs> breakfast, we're putting it in the skillet. We're putting it on the grill for lunch, and then I don't know what we're going to do for supper yet, but we're going to find a way to use it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going caveman. And I was going to do it last night, but it rained. I'm going to build a fire out in the back of my house out here in the fire pit and just sit there with a stick and cook it piece by piece and just eat it. I'm not going to talk. Nice. I'm just going to sit there and cook it and eat it over a fire. It's going to be good weather for it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. Um, are you going to have a show? I know you're traveling down this way, uh, Central Mississippi, tomorrow. Are you doing a show tomorrow? Yes, we will have a show tomorrow. Okay. I didn't know if you plan on doing it, and maybe I missed it this week, but I don't know if you were planning on doing keys. Yeah. To the, the respective well, games and get your thoughts. But. I know that we will have a keys to the game segment in the pregame of Saturday's broadcast, uh, Walking okay. Billy. Yeah, so if you'll tune into that. I don't know if it's a sponsored right. deal that used to be, but I don't know if it is anymore. Well, Tell Country and Police is a sponsor of that, too. Well, okay. Yeah, you know. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> my what I was going to ask you about was uh, Red Zone. And yes. the air raid. I know. I've heard you talk this week. You expect a lot. You expect those you to play a lot of man anyway. So that's not going to change in the red zone. Obviously, I know they're going to mm-hmm. play you know man mm-hmm. down there on the goal line. But with the air raid, it seems like as a state fan for years, we've got used to the quarterback run game being so instrumental. You know, down five yard line, ten yard line, and in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't anticipate that being the case uh, Saturday. Do you? What do you think about how Leach and company are going to approach 
there, red zone especially, and not I guess not just red zone, but anything where it may be third one, third two, you know, fourth and one, fourth and two. When you get that press man and you know it's coming and the field is restricted and really tight, do you have any thoughts on what you expect? Because I think, I think both teams are going to move the ball, especially mm-hmm. LSU, but I think even State's going to move the ball between the 20. It seems like to me the red zone is going to be really important. Yeah, it is. It is going to be important. I think here's one thing to think is kind of an overall thought, walking bully. Everybody that plays LSU, the red zone is going to be really, really important. And here's why. Because of their secondary, they're not going to give up a lot of home runs. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, There aren't a whole lot of teams that are going to play against LSU that are, frankly, going to hit 40-plus and 50-plus yard plays on them to get it in the end zone. Uh, their secondary is elite. Uh, obviously, we know Stingley. I think he was the number one corner in the entire country coming out of high school. And they got five stars throughout their depth chart in their secondary. In fact, I think LSU's secondary could very well be the best one that State will see all year long. And that, you know, until uh, for maybe the whole time, but at least for sure until they run up against Alabama. So, with all that said, teams that do score on them are going to have to do it by marching a football down in that red zone, get them backed up, and figure out a way to get it in there. And you're right. Um, it, it doesn't get any easier. They get the back line of the end zone. They're going to be playing man anyway. Uh, and whether or not it's an advantage, I don't know. I, I know that in practice anyway, State has been really proficient with K.J. Costello and that group of receivers throwing the ball in the red zone. Um, they've been really proficient. But you're going to face a different level of competition on that defense and, and cover guys you're going to see for LSU and it's just hard to throw it in the red zone, but that's what they're going to do. They're going to throw it some. Now, I was asked this week, Walking Bully, if State was going to have some type of package for Schrader to go in there and take direct snap and run zone read and maybe run it in. It, well, there's two things about that. One is if I had seen anything like that, at, say, at a practice or knew of it, the last thing I could do is get out there and confirm that in an interview with somebody, you know? Um but two, uh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> so I have no way of knowing if it's a, a part of the plan or not. And what people have to remember is that stuff that teams do in games, they have worked on it and worked on it and worked on it and repped it and repped it over and over and over to the point that the coaches are comfortable calling it. They're, and when a kid like Schrader makes a move to receiver, yes, he played quarterback. You know, and he knows the calls and stuff. But once he makes that move, he makes the move, right? He didn't just he doesn't dip a toe in being a wide receiver. The guy is a wide receiver. He's on your depth chart, right? At one of the, so the likelihood that they're spending a whole lot of practice time ironing out how they would use him on the goal line is slim. They don't they don't have that much practice time. So I would think that it wouldn't even if they had it. I would think it wouldn't be a week one type of thing. To, to throw right. a change up at somebody with uh, Schrader on the goal line. Does that answer your question? It does. And uh, I'll leave you one thing. Uh, first, I'm looking forward to listening to you and Neil uh, Saturday. But talking back real quick to the uh, the high school schedule, I was going to tell you, I heard you talking about MRA and Corinth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my understanding that that game is going to be streamed live tomorrow night for anybody okay. uh, who wants to watch that and maybe can't get up to Corinth. So I think you can go through uh, – the same setup where you were able to watch the uh, 
the team they played out of Texas earlier yeah. in the year. I think you can get to it through MRA's website. So if anybody's got any interest, there you go. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate right, that. Thanks. Thank you, man. Appreciate the question, and thanks for the heads up on the stream because I'd be interested in watching that. Uh, I'll be out, out and about, but if I were at home, I would definitely be interested in watching it for sure. Yeah, look, I, I don't <laughs> I don't generally, especially before we see the teams play, get out here and make big, bold predictions. I just don't have a use for it. Uh, so much of that, a lot of that, it is fun. I, a lot of people have fun with it. It's fun. But a lot of it, too, is kind of, you know, just trying to get people's, you know, get some extra attention. And I guess that's okay in media. But anyway, uh, I, I feel good about this hunch. LSU is going to run the football. They're not going to put it in the air 50 times, 40 times. They may not put it in the air 30 times. Now, they're certainly going to try to strike you in the air. But I feel pretty certain they're going to do the scout thing, and they're going to do all that. And they're going to go in this game going, well, we may have some new guys on the offensive line, but we're going to work out any demons we have on that offensive line by running the ball at them. And it's twofold, I think, will be that purpose early in the game for LSU. Again, they're going to have the, the – I mean, it's not like they're going to not throw the ball. They will. Down and distant stuff, and they'll look for a chance to strike you and get it in the end zone. But early in the game especially, they're going to want to ball control. They're going to want to stay on the field for a couple of 12-play drives where the first half clock is gone. So that state and its fast-paced offense and no huddle and throw-it-around offense – they, they want him to sit over there and watch. So, No, he lets you keep the defense out on the field longer. Yeah. Get them gassed. Get them gassed. Yep. So they're going to try to run the ball for sure. Um, you know, and if you're a – I'm not saying go bet on that, but I'm just saying look for it. That's what they're going to try to do early for sure. I agree, Jason. LSU's defense, they're good. New players, but they're going to be good for sure. All right, stick around. Back with you. Here we go. Rolling along. Hour number two. I'm here. JB is here. You are here, which is really most important. Appreciate you tuning in, however, wherever. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team. Check them out at favrates.com. Favrates.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Competitive rates. Fast service, friendly service. That's what you get. All right, JB. Let's go. I'm I'm, uh, hopping over in here. I ought to have a sound effect for this. I'm hopping over into the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. One wind machine. Yep, going into the Wayback Machine. Uh, if we had a Wayback Machine, it would look a little bit like that thing that Willy Wonka climbed into and they went shooting out the roof at the end of that weird scene in the movie. It's like that Willy Wonka movie. So what you're saying is you need a flux capacitor. Well, see, that's a different movie. I know. See, that's Back to the Future. I do. Yeah, do that would be Back to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I do have one of these hover helmets in my office. It's a Mississippi State helmet that hovers in the air oh, between yeah. two magnets, you know. And I saw yeah. where now you can buy with the same technology a little uh, DeLorean oh, really? figurine that hovers in midair between two agnet- magnets and just floats right there. Yeah. yeah, so now they're making those. 
You know, Johnny Carson was a big investor in DeLorean. Was he really? Yeah. In real life, he was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Good grief. I did not know that. Well, here's something you didn't know, I bet. (laughs) There's a lot I don't know. Let me be the first to tell you. (laughs) And if you don't believe me, you can call home and ask my wife. (laughs) She'll tell you with examples. Oh, yeah. On this day in 1977, the Love Boat aired for the first time. Exciting and new. <laughs> now, I should probably say public service announcement. This segment is, has nothing to do with Fred Smoot. <laughs> My boy Smoot. Or the rest of his Nordic <laughs> Yes, all those Vikings. There's a different love boat. Fred's a good guy, good teammate. Yavin McLeod. Yeah, that's right. Man, the Love Boat debuted on ABC on this day in 1977. It was really a funny show that I re- oh, yeah. remember. I just hadn't seen it forever. They showed reruns up until what? Probably the Doss, late 80s. The cruise director. What's her name? Jean? 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 Lord? Julie? Maybe Julie, yeah. the cruise director. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had Fred, the bartender. Oh, yeah. Forgot about yeah. Fred. Yeah. Yeah, it was a heck of a show. Okay, so that was September 24th, 1977. The Love Boat came out for the first time. Same day, 24th of September, 1985, Kirk Cameron came onto the scene. Growing Pains. Remember Growing Pains? Alan Thicke. Kirk Cameron. And that so that was on this day in '85. Growing That's pains. B.J. Thomas singing the uh, theme song. Yeah, TV's TV shows are so much different back then because everybody watched them uh, and they don't watch them anymore. Two years later, same day, 24th of September on in 1987, a different world debuted on NBC. Do you remember the character Dwayne Wayne on A Different World? I do. It's a great show. It was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. It starred uh, Lisa Bonet. As Denise Huxtable, who a whole lot of folks had a crush on. Especially Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> now, how are we going to compete with Lenny? Seriously. Now, the dude can play the guitar. You know. Plus, yeah. he's got cool hair. Yeah. I mean, he is, his hair is taller than him. Um, what a great show, A Different World. I used to watch that religiously because my family, we were always huge fans of The Cosby Show. You know, we watched it like crazy. Every time it came on, it was appointment viewing. And then this spun off because Denise Huxtable went to college. And her friend, Whitley, remember with the funny voice? And, you know, and then Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne. Play, played by Kadeem Hardison. And he had those glasses those little yeah. circular glasses that had the flip-up sunglasses on top of them. Yeah. And every kid in the sixth grade in Russellville, Alabama, wanted a pair of those glasses. Yeah. Everybody wanted some. 
be like Dwayne Wayne. There you go. Okay, so we spent a little bit of time in the Wayback Machine. Now, get you a sound effect for that. That'd be cool. Yeah, we got to go in a Wayback Machine. Yep, you're right. We're going to do that. We get that Willy Wonka sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> bro, bro. That that movie was great. I love that movie. Me Willy too. Wonka and the Charlie, uh, the Chocolate Factory, and it, one of and, the first ones I ever went to in the theater. Really? Yeah. G- Gene Wildman, the whole. Isn't that his name? Yeah. Gene Wildman. Wilder. Wilder. Gene Wilder. Wilder. The whole movie is great until you get to the very end, and it was just weird. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. PRG on the Country Pleasing text line says, take that Country Pleasing, grill it, dice it, throw it in some mac and cheese or rice pilaf, huh? or regular brown rice, now we're talking, completely elevates two otherwise ordinary side dishes. Amen, PRG. Amen. Fletcher says, Matt, everybody keeps talking about the wide receivers. Man, I can't wait to see Kylan Hill operating in all of the open space that he will probably be seeing. Yeah, that's it, Fletcher. I mean, Kylan Hill is going to get the football out in space a good bit. They're going to run a lot of screens. They're going to throw it to him. They're going to line him up at receiver, let him run slants. They're going to get him matched up on linebackers whenever they can. And if you give them that throw, they're going to take it and take it and take it and take it and take it. And, yeah. Early in a game. I would like to see him early in the game, Fletcher. Throw it over everybody's head. Like, get get a running start. <laughs> throw it down the field as far as you can. Just see if somebody can run under it. And just show LSU, we will pump it down the field vertically. We will. And so that there's a respect for that. You know, if you don't have that, they'll creep up there and get up in your face mask, and then it's hard to get open. So they're going to have to threaten them vertically. But once you threaten them once or twice, that'll be enough. And then I think uh, Kylan is really then going to get some opportunities. Uh, Real quick, Mailman David said, I've ridden in a DeLorean. They were crap. (laughs) Uh, You're uh, not too many people have, I don't think. Jason and Flagstaff said, if LSU's defense is really good, that scares me. Well, I, I think they got a chance. Now, they're going to break in some new players. Their secondary is going to be really good, I believe. All right, what is this? This says caller named Chicken Hawk Imposter. Is that right, JB? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what that's what they said. And I, I couldn't really tell the difference between... The real one and the... Well, I, it, yeah, but it sounds somewhat like an imposter, but they want to come on and talk. Okay, we'll judge it for ourselves. Um, on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Chicken Hawk Imposter, what's up? Yes, Matthew, how are, how, how are you doing today? <laughs> as far as I know, I'm fine. Well, that's good. I'm doing well myself. Thank you for asking. Uh, I just saw uh, there's two people that live in this uh, kind of fluffy body. And uh, the second one uh, kind of wanted to come out today and uh, be a more kinder and uh, gentler chicken hawk uh, to some of the callers that have a little bit of trouble with it. So you, um, is it split personalities or it's just you being nice? No, it's just, this is the real me. This is the real me. That, the you real know, me. Right now, okay. you know. Right yeah, now. This, this is who I really <laughs> am. This is the real me right now. Okay. All right. I got you. Yes, you know. I mean, I you know I have my uh, my own air persona, you know, like most everybody, you know, that's uh, made it in, in radio. You know, I have my own <laughs> own air persona. So uh, I just, you know, I, there's a couple of guys, you know, a couple of callers 
that uh, you know, I just I just wanted to uh, let them see the other side of me. Okay. Well, I'm. I guess. And now that that's over with, <laughs> uh, Double H, the Hulk Hater, and that dude called Phonics, now that I grabbed y'all and I suck in, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Woo! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I just had to do that, man, for, you know, for Phonics. Ain't his name Phonics, Phoenix, Phonics, whatever. It's all about things. Think about it is, brother. Here's what the deal is. See, they, they, they like, well, I don't really know them, but here's what I think. See, they, they texted, and I know y'all love Texas, and I love Texas, too. I love haters, but the thing about it, these guys are texting for one or two reasons. Either they chicken hog lovers behind the scene, and one of these days they're going to be coming up out that closet and raising their hand and saying, I love you, chicken hog, like Bert, like Brooks. Took Brooks a while. You Hold know, on, time out. Time out. Just me. real quick, chicken hog. Did you just say... That chicken hawk lovers are coming out of the closet. Yeah, he did. Well, but yeah, well, these two might be, you know, uh, that double H uh, hawk hater <laughs> and uh, the, the the dude that calls in Phonic and his name Phonic or Phoenix, whatever. Now, anyway, yeah. they they uh, you know, they, they don't they say they don't like me, but I love them, and uh, I'm gonna convert them over, and uh, they're gonna be hawk maniacs for us. Oh, will. <laughs> but see, I sucked them in right then. But see, I think they scared to call mm. because I'll catch their voice. Mm-hmm. And then all that trolling that they be doing. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Afraid yeah. to call. Um, oh, hey. Yeah, don't, hey I'm, I'm, don't you know, hey, but I got it. I mean, look here. I'll, I graduated school. I didn't graduate. Well, I could have had all A's, but I didn't sleep through class. But I graduated with a B and slept through class. So, you know, I ain't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, Chicken but, Hawk, we got to uh, go. Hey, baby. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs> All right, here we go. Let's roll. A little ways to go with you here in this hour. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. JB's over here as well, and he's got rainy day snacks. He's got rainy day snacks. He tweeted about it earlier with a picture. It's uh, lemon lime Powerade and then the bite size Snickers and a bite size Milky Way with, let's see, is that simply caramel? Is that a different type of Milky Way? The package looks a little different there, JB. What kind of Milky Way is that? I don't like Milky Way. Snickers, though, I'm all for it. And he's got the Tim Tebow book as well in the studio. So he's he's decked out, man. He's ready to go. We've got Snickers, Milky Way, and a Powerade. Some days he'll come in there and eat a whole bag of Starburst, and he's bouncing off the walls the rest of the afternoon. I could go for a Snickers right now. Uh, sorry about that, man. I was answering a phone call. A guy listened to us, said, Chicken Hawk sounds like muffled on a CB radio. He didn't say biscuit lips, but he said <laughs> something like that. I wanted him to come on the air, but he he, he didn't want to. And then the phone started ringing again, so I had to let go of him. <laughs> yeah, man, that Milky Way and Snickers were spot on. Yeah, best time of the year. Yeah, you get the fun size. Get the fun size exactly. Trick or treating going to be happening soon. Slippery when wet. I'm I'm sort of with you. He said he was in love with Whitney on a different world, 
And then he's wondering, didn't Sinbad run the cafe? I think so. Sinbad, one of the most underrated comedians of all time. Love Sinbad. Just find the man hilarious. Always have. Always have. I'd forgotten that he was on there, too. Yeah, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's a reason they were on TV shows, okay? <laughs> yeah. LSU. Ellis says, stir-fry a bag of coleslaw. What? With diced-up country pleasing, you'll thank me later. Huh? Pookie said, sounds like granny. Hey, anything with country pleasing in it, including coleslaw. Pookie says, sounds like granny, maybe. He thought that chicken hawk, being chicken hawk imposter, sounded like granny. PRG typed, ha, 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 I'm dying. Now that is funny. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. I'll tell you this much, chicken hawk. You got one fan. <laughs> It is PRG. Uh, Res Dog, Jason, Ball Guy, Bam. I'm coming to y'all's text in just a sec. First up, though, DJ hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. What's up, DJ? Hey, well, it's a risk to the legend that is Chicken Hawk. Yeah. Put me down and throw Chicken Hawk. Okay. But do you reckon he realized he said he was going to, to the haters, suck them up to get them out of the closet? Yeah. I'll hang I... up and listen to that. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> gum, DJ. He, uh, yeah. I thought he said something like that. I, I just heard that coming out of the closet thing. That's all I heard. He just said, we, we called them Hawkamaniacs. He called them Hawkamaniacs, like Hulkamaniacs. And he wouldn't let me give him his own theme music, the Hulk Hogan deal. But can't you see... Like a spoof viral video of Chicken Hawk and that big old belly of his to this song. Is he had Hulkamaniacs? He calls them Hawkamaniacs, and he said they were coming out of the closet. That's what he said. Uh, <laughs> Res Dog said, are we sure that isn't Granny? Is Granny Granny calls other shows, right? Granny has yeah. never actually called this show. No, I think Granny's mainly a caller to uh, Jake and Beef's to drive. <laughs> which they'll be back on the air today at the regular time of 3 p.m. today. You know why? Because they are real Americans. They <laughs> Jason and Flagstaff listened to the Chicken Hawk call and said, uh, rolling on the floor, laughing my off at Chicken Hawk playing an imposter. Is he medicated? Jason, I do have to say, I don't know this for a fact, but based on your recent text to us, that it's ironic if you're asking if he is medicated. Uh, I'm just having fun. I'm just having a little fun with you. (laughs) The bald guy says, I think Chicken Hawk is hilarious. Bama fan said, Chicken Hawk started drinking early today. <laughs> Fantastic. Dog Tired from Florence says, if you have an opportunity, can you have a Where Are They Now segment? Greg Plump, Kevin Fant, Todd Jordan, Wayne, Chris Rock, Madkin. You know, it's a great idea. Speaking of Todd Jordan, former Mississippi State quarterback, Tupelo native, did you see where he announced he's running for mayor? of our town here in Tupelo. And I think he's going to do really well. 
And, you know, we, we brought up Sinbad earlier. You know, it was my impression that Wayne, Wayne Madkin and I, we were teammates, you know, at State. And, and it was my impression that Wayne never really put his arms around the, the Chris Rock thing. Everybody noticed it. We noticed it. TV people noticed it. Everybody noticed the similarities, the resemblance he had to Chris Rock. And Chris Rock was huge when we were in college in the 90s. But it always seemed like Wayne was a little bit like, eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Didn't necessarily like put his arms around it. And I'll never forget, we were at an event for the 98 Cotton Bowl. We're out in Dallas, the week of the bowl game. It's us, we're playing Texas. And one of the things we went to was in this big auditorium, this big theater, and both teams and a bunch of people in there, and Sinbad, the comedian, and then the famous ventriloquist comedian who had the old guy uh, doll that he did those two comedians came and performed just for us. Sinbad on stage performing just for us and our team in Texas. And it was funny because he picked on different people. Sinbad told Coach Cheryl, he said, Jackie Cheryl, he said, I've always followed your career. You're a great coach. It's nice to meet you. I always like your name. He said, it always sounded like two women meeting each other. Jackie Cheryl, Cheryl Jackie. (laughs) Everybody laughed but Coach Cheryl. And then Ricky Williams, running back for Texas. You know, Ricky had a little bit of a different personality. And he had the long hair. And he sat in the very back of the theater, up under, like in, in the shaded area. You could All you could make out was a silhouette. He sat back there by himself, behind the Texas team. And Sinbad realized that, and he pointed him out. And he, he said, it's good to see you, Ricky. He said, I'm following your career. Congrats on the Heisman. Great player. It's really good to be here. He said, but I'll tell you this, you need to be thankful you play in Texas because you can't have a haircut like that in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> and then he made some references to Wayne looking like Chris Rock. He told him that he knew Chris personally and, and that kind of thing. And I think what he told him was to stop going around impersonating Chris Rock everywhere he goes and all this kind of stuff. You know? And then it's one of those deals where everybody laughed, but Wayne. <laughs> I don't think he thought it was funny. Anyway, I don't know. You have to ask him. We need to get Wayne on here and ask him, did it genuinely bug him that everybody always said he looked like Chris Rock? Because I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, Chris Rock is, is kind of gaining popularity again. He's on a new show called yeah. Fargo. Yeah. He was on uh, GMA this morning, and looks like he looks like a track athlete. Really? He's just he, During quarantine, he's been working out a lot. Hmm. And they had some pictures, and I'm going like, man, I never thought – when he got that old, that he would look like that. Yeah. How about but that? But he's got what? Yeah. Just Is he playing, uh, doesn't he play a bad guy in this show, yeah. Fargo? Yeah. Which is unusual. Okay. Um, let me roll through some of these. We're going to get into hour three really quickly here. GW said Chicken Hawk never was hooked on phonics, and it shows. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Ellis. As LSU says, Wayne works for Intergy, I believe now. Yeah, I think maybe you're right about that. Eric says, I see it, Matt. Chicken Hawk hanging on to the side of the chicken hauling truck, waving his fist back and forth, looking straight into the camera with the real American theme playing. Can you imagine that? There's no question it'd go viral. Joe Pesci says, Kyle York is a preacher around the Jackson area. Yeah, Kyle is. He's in the ministry. Uh, Beer Slayer. Do you see the uh, text right above that one about Kyle? No. From Joe Pesci. Okay, right above it. Yeah. 
So if if that's I, the truth, I did not know that. I mean, I'm just going on what Chicken Hawk said the other day. So do we need to refrain from the biscuit lip comment? Oh, he says, don't y'all know biscuit lip is a racial slur? Gosh, I, if it is, I had no earthly idea. No, we we were going on the aspect that Chicken Hawk told us it was somebody on a CB radio that flaps their lips all yeah, the time. Yeah, that talks all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, Beer Slayer, Chicken Hawk is on. Up. Thanks for that. Beer Slayer says Chicken Hawk's always on the so- sauce, so he didn't have to start early. You think he's always on it? I don't know about that. I think he's just full of life. <laughs> uh, Jason Flagstaff said, LOL, I know I'm medicated. That's exactly how I feel like Chicken Hawk is. <laughs> and then he said, speaking of family crushes, am I the only one who got googly eyes when Myra showed up on Family Matters? I'd have to look that up. I don't remember. I remember the show, obviously, but I don't remember the character. I'll have to look up Myra. Kenny, Chicken Hawk sounds like someone pretending to be a guy imitating Jerry Clower who is trying to sound like Leonard's Losers. Says, the worst guest since Granny. (laughs) That's from Kenny. One thing about Chicken Hawk when he calls the show, the reaction is never lukewarm. The needle goes to one extreme or the other, but it's never in the middle. I give him credit for that. Are you saying he's polarizing? He's a little bit polarizing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like rap music. You either love it or you hate it. There's no (laughs) in-between. All right, hour three coming up. Stick around. 